This season on the Set Yourself Free podcast, you are going to hear from nine incredible women, nine business owners that own six-figure and multiple six-figure businesses who are bringing you behind the curtain because I know one thing that we are craving more of in the online space is a look into what it actually is behind the scenes, what goes into having a profitable online business. We're sick of the shiny objects and the fancy feeds. And so I am bringing you deep into these conversations with these women. So stay tuned. I know that you are going to love this season. My name is Carrie Baracchio, but I go by Carrie V because no one could ever say Baracchio. So I am the other Carrie V here. <laughs> and I am a transformation coach, a forgiveness coach. I'm also certified in rationally motivated behavioral therapy, motivational speaking, and a published author and a podcaster as well. And the reason that I do all those things is because I so long for women to step into their power and to live the dreams that they had as little girls. And for me, it was waking up when I was 51 years old and thinking, what happened to all my dreams? And when do I get to live? And I realized I get to live when I decide to do so. And that's why I decided to step into what I do because I want every woman and man, but I work mainly with women to know that they're worth having what they've dreamed of and they're supposed to happen. So how have you navigated through perfectionism in your business? Oh boy. That's my life story. (laughs) How many of us (laughs) just wanted everything to be perfect all the time. Mm. And for me, gosh, if I couldn't be number one, this is my whole life. If I couldn't be number one, then I would, I didn't want to do it at all. I would make myself sick literally to get out of Mm. something if I knew, or if I feared that I wasn't going to be absolutely perfect, even going back to high school in my, Mm. my sophomore year, I auditioned for the district chorus. And I, I mean, I love to sing to this day. I love to sing. It's one of my gifts and I placed first in district. And so I went on to regions and I placed first in regions and I, and then I went on to regionals and I placed first in regionals against all of the sopranos in the state of Pennsylvania. And then I went to all states and I placed first. And then I went to all East, which was the entire East coast. And I placed first, first the whole way up. I flew to Boston for this huge concert in Boston. It was amazing. And then competition came back my junior year. And I literally made myself sick to the point where I couldn't compete at all because I was so afraid that I wouldn't go first the whole way up. And it began this process in me that if I, if I couldn't be assured of placing first, then I just would find an excuse and sickness worked well. Poor Mm. Carrie, she couldn't compete because her throat was so bad. There was nothing wrong with my throat. I was just so afraid, so afraid Mm. of not being perfect. Perfectionism is another it's just another word that means fear. Mm-hmm. And we, we get so afraid of not being what, and what is perfect? What is perfect, yeah. Carrie V? What is, what does that even mean? Cause I could look at something and say, wow, that's perfect. And you'd look perfect. And you'd look at me, you'd look at me and go, 
what are you, what? <laughs> it's not perfect. It needs more blue in it. It needs more white. It needs just a tiny bit more sparkle in your eyes, right? And we all have this, this thing of what perfect is. And we're trying to reach this level that net doesn't even exist. It's like going back to, am I quote unquote, pretty enough to be on stage? And we look at, oh, but she's so pretty. And, and you realize that there's a lot of airbrushing going on and a lot of makeup going on and a lot of things going on that behind the scenes that you don't know about. Nobody is perfect. There is nobody that if you take all the makeup off, doesn't have maybe some sunspots here and there, or I don't know, maybe their hair is colored and you always thought it was natural. There's just nobody and no thing that meets this term of perfection. And then we adopt this into our life that we have to be perfect. And how do we move forward in that when your feet then are cemented into the ground because reaching for this perfect in air quotes is so non-existent that you might as well just stay paralyzed where you are and literally, literally will paralyze you trying to reach this thing, this elusive thing that doesn't exist. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. It's so true. I think about it all the time and it's, it's very ingrained in me and I have to love and accept that part of myself and still work through it because I was very much raised with that perfectionism piece and how I felt like I earned love was achieving and being perfect. Yes. (laughs) Right. Yes. And I think so many of us are, and you know, to no fault of families or society or anything, but it's just the world we live in, right? Like we value that person that gets first place that does well and achieves whatever the thing is. Yeah. And then our ego likes that too, because (laughs) then we're like, Oh, look at me. Right. Like I just got first place. (laughs) Yeah. Which makes me worthy going back to worthiness. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's such a cycle, right? And it's like Mm -hmm. being on that hamster wheel of it almost. Yes. And trying to sort that out. Then when you're showing up online, if you already have those tendencies in you and you are starting a business for the first time and you're like, hold on a minute, do I belong here? Am I worthy to be here? Um, Is my offering enough? And all of these questions surface. Yes. It's so interesting. You say that I, (laughs) a friend of mine who is a coach and a friend to me asked me why I don't really market my gratitude journal. I wrote it. I was so excited about it. And she said, you never really launched it. Why? And she kept digging and digging and digging. And finally I realized, well, I don't know if it's really good enough. I have people writing to me all the time saying how much they love this 30-day guide to gratitude journal. (laughs) But my head is saying, "Uh, it's probably not perfect. The cover, we could have tweaked the cover a little bit. I could have Mm. written one more paragraph here because in my eyes, it's not quote unquote perfect. Mm -hmm. And then I hold myself back from putting it out there. And what she said to me was, so you're just being selfish then. So you're just being selfish, keeping it away from people because you think it's not perfect. And that's what perfectionism is. It's just pure selfishness. We think we're not doing enough. So we don't get it out there at all to the very person who needs it so desperately. And we're holding it back because we're saying it's not quote unquote perfect and selfishly holding it 
really close to us when who needs it is out there with their arms open saying, please share that. Please share, please share yourself with me, please. Yes. That is literally one of my favorite reframes. And it's, it's so hard when you're in certain moments, if somebody can do that for you, but if you're receptive to it, it is true. It's like stop being so selfish, regardless of if it's perfectionism or it's whatever fear is holding you back. But I genuinely believe that like stop being so selfish and hiding your gifts. Like people need what you have to offer. And when we can view it that way and really view our life as being of service to other people, it's just like such an easy switch for me to tap into then. Cause I'm like, Oh, yes. I'm making this about me versus making yes. it about other people. Yes. That's who all perfectionism is making it about you instead of about them. And it's super selfish. She holds me accountable. She will tell me, <laughs> she will call me out. She has no trouble calling me out. <laughs> we all need someone like that in our lives. We all do. Oh, that's good. And it's also such an important thing that people need if they're struggling with perfectionism is a tool like focusing on gratitude and the things that are showing up that are beautiful and worthy of giving our attention to. Yes. Yeah. And really just looking back and being real with yourself, the times when you were so focused on that perfectionism, whatever that means, and the things that you did not share at that Mm. time in your life. So looking back in my life, when I was so, so trying to be so perfect all the time, what I held back, what I held back from people. I mean, it just, it's one of the things that I work on a lot for forgiving myself for, for Mm. not being who I was called to be and who I was created to be because I was so afraid of not being enough. Mm. And the people that needed me that I wasn't there for because I was so afraid of being imperfect. Well, and I also think about it in terms of when that's the image that we're trying to portray and we feel like we have to measure up to that standard. But then what happens, particularly like, let's say with raising kids or even just people is then someone else has a human moment And they're like, oh, I can't go to her. She doesn't understand. She doesn't struggle in this way. And it almost creates this massive barrier. Whereas when we can just share that and be vulnerable, you're like, oh, she struggles in this way too. She's not going to shame me for this. Exactly. Exactly. Going through a cancer diagnosis and cancer treatment in the beginning of this year, the surgery and everything, Mm -hmm. going to my clients and saying, this is what's going on. And I mm-hmm. am choosing to step back for a bit. I will extend all of your contracts. I need some time to be human <laughs> and work through this. And I was terrified that they were all going to say, okay, well, we'll just go find somebody else. And what they did was mm-hmm. rally around me in a way I mm-hmm. never, I never felt love and care like that in my life, the way that they showed up from all areas, literally of the world, food mm-hmm. was showing up on my doorstep and flowers was showing up on my doorstep and the space they gave me. And I was so afraid of admitting this in my mind, imperfection, mm-hmm. so afraid that they would say, okay, well, we'll just go find someone else. And what they said was, we're so thankful that you've been so vulnerable in sharing this with us. Mm-hmm. And we're here when you come back. It was, mm-hmm. it was beautiful. It was beautiful. 
And I could have selfishly tried to keep being perfect through the whole thing and shown up not well. I mean, it was a long journey between the, the surgery and COVID on top of that. And, and all of these things, they were so understanding of this perceived imperfection in me that they perceived mm. as perfection. Yeah. It was a very interesting turn. Yeah. Very interesting. Oh, such a beautiful example of that. Right. And then something to back pocket as a reminder of like, share these things. These are the things that people gravitate toward. Yes. Yeah. Because they want to know you're human. They want to know they're not the only ones struggling because we all are not a one of us. There is not a one of us that is not struggling. If you start unpacking it and you be truly authentic, we're all struggling. Yes, Mm -hmm. of course. So tell us where we can find you, where we can find your gratitude journal, all the good things. <laughs> okay. My website is carryv at coachcarryv.com. And my Instagram handle is at I am V. And the gratitude journal is available on Amazon. If you just Google out my name, it'll come right up or 30 days of gratitude. It'll come up as well. And I would love to hear your feedback on that journal because of the struggles that I've had letting go of it. Oh, Mm -hmm. and the podcast coffee and tea with Carrie V. (laughs) I'd love to see you there too. Amazing. Thank you so much, Carrie V. This is so good. And I'm so incredibly grateful for you. I Mm. am incredibly grateful for you too. I love being the other Carrie V on the other side of the world. So my name is Melissa Fino. I am the founder of Love Your Life Community, but it is shifting over to the badass entrepreneur. And I'm a business coach for female entrepreneurs. I help them shift from perfectionism to being a badass. So I want to hear more about your book and how perfectionism came to be in terms of your book and how you were like, okay, I've got to get my journey out there. And you just said now you're recording it for Audible, which is so exciting. Yeah, it's recently on Audible. Thank you. So Little Miss Perfect became an Amazon bestseller last year. And Little Miss Perfect is my journey of learning how to love myself. Yeah. It's raw. It's hard. It's truth. It'll make you laugh and it'll make you cry. But it really is me being authentic and honest about everything that I've ever been through in my life. So inside of it, you'll definitely get my parents had an arranged marriage. They're both from Portugal. So I, yeah, I was raised in a house with very strong family beliefs and you always put the needs of other people in front of your own. That was something that was really hard for me to break away from. Right. Like, and I carried those thoughts for me probably until like my mid twenties. And that led to some tumultuous things. I had, I share some experiences that I had with, with suicide and as well as a relationship that was domestic violence relationship. And there's a lot of my story that I share in there, but I also share how I shifted it and how I worked through it all greater on the other side. Yeah, that's so good. And I'm sure there's so much in there that everyone needs to hear because 
I find especially for, I'm sure it's probably the same. A lot of the women you work with are very driven perfectionist tendencies, whether or not we identify as perfectionists anymore or not, there's those tendencies within us. And so like learning how to live in a different state is challenging work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always say that like perfectionism is, is three different, like it's found in three different ways. It's familial. So it's like your family beliefs have placed it on you. And to be honest, I think that so many women around our age definitely have that because we still kind of were raised in homes that were more of the old school cultural values. It's societal. So it's what you're seeing nowadays when you're scrolling through social media And then it's also personal. It's you putting it on yourself, you know, you thinking that you need to have that 4.0 or, you know, you need to excel and have everything and be perfect. So many women nowadays who are just massive overachievers are putting these expectations and deadlines on themselves that aren't really true. They're placing them on themselves, but they're not like, they're not real. And I think the hardest part I don't know if you identify with this. I think the hardest part for me is was and is realizing like it all comes back to enoughness and like recognizing, oh, I feel like I have to achieve my worth. I'm not trusting that I'm enough in this moment just as I am. And so much of that for me personally was like, that's how I received love was like, doing things and achieving, or I thought that's what would get me love because it was like nothing was ever good enough. And I had to show up perfect in order for that to be the case. And like really looking at that sometimes it's challenging to be like, oh, this is like a worthiness enough issue. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. No, I was going to say, how do you find yourself like navigating through it now that you feel like you've gotten to the other side of it? Is it like a totally different lived experience or do you still find those tendencies popping up? Oh, let's be honest. Everybody everybody has those feelings every once in a while, or, you know, they're there, they're just not as prevalent as they were before. They're not all consuming or they were all consuming and they kept me from living, living my life. But it's interesting because it definitely does go down to worthiness mm-hmm. and the worthiness that I was feeling, the not good enough feelings that I was having were from my own mom, but that's not through any fault of her own. She received the same feelings from her own mom. It's, it's, you know, yes. slowly carried through. So it's just been a beautiful process with writing my book because my mom and her sisters are all reading it going like, I am no longer taking your shit to the husband. <laughs> And I'm like, yes, I have finally shifted family beliefs. <laughs> that's huge. I mean, just like generationally, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like the biggest gift that I could have ever received after writing that. Because when I wrote that book and put it out into the world, I shared truths about myself that I had never shared with other people. And my mom literally cried for like three weeks but to see it kind of evolve into that is just beautiful. Yeah. So what is maybe one piece of advice, if you could break it down into one piece of advice, you would give somebody that's kind of in that cycle of like, I think the paralyzed and fear and perfectionism are often very, very similar, but if they're in that 
hamster wheel cycle of like, I can't put myself out there online because it's not perfect or I fear the judgment of other people, but they're just like in that cycle. How would you advise someone to take a first step to get off the hamster wheel? My mantra that shifted my life and that I always tell my clients is to allow your purpose to be greater than your ego. If you can think about the person that you started doing this for, the person that you want to help rather than yourself, you'll most likely take action. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. And I was maybe recording with someone talking about this, but I joke, and I think it's so true. The most selfish thing you can actually be doing is staying where you are and not putting yourself out there right? Like we think it's because we're trying to make it look better for other people or to get our service perfected or whatever. But it's like, you're actually being really selfish because there are people out there that could use your help and you're sitting on your gifts and they need you. And that is all about you. And that's yes. really not why you started. Like nobody starts something going, it's because I want to do like, nobody goes into being a coach or putting themselves online or like to face all of this, to feel like, I, I want to do it for myself. Like you want to do it for yourself, but also like many other reasons. Think yes. about those reasons. Yeah. And tapping into that, right? And remembering that. And like, of course, there's going to be hard days and hard moments. But when you can tap into that, it it makes it so much easier to shift into the belief of like, okay, this is why I'm doing this business. And this is why I'm showing up on the uncomfortable moments, or I might still fear people's judgment, but I'm going to get so laser focused on that one person that needs my message. Yes. Can you get that exact picture of who that person is and that vision? Because sometimes in my head, I have that and I'm thankful for that. Uh, yeah. And going back to like, who else have you helped in the past and remembering those people and maybe like picturing their faces and the transformation that you helped them with and like tapping into that. Yeah. So beautiful. Love it. Mm. (laughs) So tell everyone where they can find you, where they can find your book, all the good things. Yeah. So you can find me at loveyourlifecommunity.com or anything for social media, love your life community. And also on my website, if you don't go and purchase the book or the Audible, you can go and get the first chapter for free. Awesome. Yeah. I also have a fun uh, quiz, which is called, Are You a Badass Entrepreneur? Mm. Over at my website. And it will, um, you know, tell you if you're a little miss comfortable, a little miss anxious, mm. <laughs> little miss badass or a little miss perfect. I was going to say, is there a little miss perfect? Of course there is. <laughs> how to move through all of the stages. So it's really, it's fun. Ooh, that's really cool. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being here, Melissa. This has been awesome. Thank you for inviting me. And I can't wait to listen to the lineup. So my name is Catherine Pritchard and I'm a former therapist turned coach. And I coach female founders to unlock the abundant woman within and to make fuck you money. Yes. So I'm super curious as someone who works, especially with um, the type of population that you work with, how perfectionism has shown up for you and maybe some of your clients too. And like what that looks like of breaking that down. I'm literally laughing right now because I, (laughs) I'm like a half perfectionist. I don't go all the way with it, but I definitely have perfectionism streaks and 
it might sound so silly, but with my rebrand, which I love and I'm super excited about, the fact that my Instagram feed is going to change drives me crazy, like literally drives me off the wall crazy and makes me want to like archive posts. <laughs> and I know that's so ridiculous and like probably not advisable for the algorithm, et cetera, but it definitely shows up for me. Also with typos, I know some coaches who've literally said, well, typos are part of my branding. That's just who I am. And I don't correct them. And the clients who sign up with me, that's part of what they love about me. Me, I'm, I'm the opposite. I, if I see a typo, it drives me crazy and I'll correct it on Instagram, personal, Facebook, biz page, Twitter, the whole nine yards. So I need to press a little pause on that. <laughs> it doesn't go bonkers, but it's definitely, it's definitely noticeable for me. And perfectionism doesn't, doesn't seem to be the number one thing for most of my clients. It's more of a scarcity or lack mindset, like feeling like things are mm. not plentiful whether that's time or money or what, like having a shorter to-do list. But I did have a previous business coach who said something that is like seared in my memory. She said that perfectionism and procrastination, you know, won't get you cash. Like it basically, like if you want to be broke, if you want this to be a hobby, be a perfectionist and procrastinator all day but you have to understand that that's not what drives cash and it's better to do, to publish or to put out content that is B C list and, you know, an A list or, you know, of star quality um, to get some money in the door and then perhaps rebrand or design or however you want your vision to transpire. But that perfectionism and procrastination really damper your cash flow. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's fear disguised in a, a different outfit, right? Like most things are. <laughs> that that needs to post. You need to post that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like when we, especially, I'm sure this is true for you. Like it's so much easier to see these things in other people oftentimes. Like maybe we see them in ourselves, but they look different or they feel different because it's in our own body and our lived experience. But the more I coach, the more I'm able to just like call people out on their bullshit faster and then call myself out on it faster too, because I'm like, okay, you know, cause one of my top qualities that I always want to be embodying is integrity and living in congruence with like what I'm coaching around. I'm never going to do it perfectly because I'm a human, but, you know, I just think that we're all afraid and this idea that once you reach a certain level, like the fears and the things go away, I'm just like, no, you just get better at navigating your own shit and like how to work around it and through it. Yes. So I love that you called me out. Number one, <laughs> <laughs> that's fabulous. Do it all day. But seriously, because I, I like surrounding myself by people who just like elevate my consciousness, challenge me to be better. Like that's so important to me. And, you know, when you said that I was th reflecting and thinking, I think so like my rebranding perfectionism is I just love design and graphics. And honestly, if I wasn't a coach, I'd probably be a graphic designer. So there's that. And perhaps there's some excuse in there, but I do like things being cohesive, but in terms of the typos, what came to mind, and I think this is pretty interesting, I hadn't really thought about it before, is that 
I still have a lot of former therapy colleagues who follow me on Instagram and whatnot. And some of them are lovely and super supportive, but I've also gotten a lot of negative feedback around like your posts are shaming, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, well, coaching and therapy are different services, right? And so challenging someone in a therapy room might be shaming, but challenging the clients that I work with is exactly what they need. So I think my perfectionism around edits or tweaking things here and there is, in all honesty, is fear of being judged by former colleagues. And that kind of, not that it's like full blown, but it's definitely kind of in the background and that it has in all transparency been very hurtful to like receive feedback like that because I feel like the work I'm doing is immensely valuable and the clients I've worked with have gotten so much out of it. And, you know, I think therapy and coaching are great services, but they do different things, right? In, in a lot of ways. And so I think for me, it was challenging. And this is also part of stepping into entrepreneurship, right? Being able to handle comments, hate comments, right? Because being successful is all about having polarizing messages. People yep. are going to love you. People are going to love you and people are going to fucking hate you. And you have to be okay with that. And so that's part of my perfectionism learning journey because I did have concern over what former therapy colleagues have said. And again, some of them have been lovely and like, yeah, you go girl, it's super cool. But a lot of them have strongly disliked the content that I'm putting out there in all honesty. Yeah. And exactly that in terms of the comfort level of like allowing ourselves to be okay with that level of discomfort and not being for everyone. Like, and I'd love to say it's so easy and it's like never affects us, but it's always that exercise where, all right, nine people say amazing things about you and like, whether it was a training or whatever, and that one voice, right. Out of 10, but like, who do we generally just attach to? It's the negative voice. We forget the nine amazing things that were said about us. Like that's just the truth. And so, you know, I'm sure this is a lot of the work you do around like mindset stuff too, is like constantly having to train ourselves because how I think about mindset is like, I have to train my mind just the same way I have to train my body at the gym. Like there is no difference. Like left to its own devices, my brain is always going to go to that one negative comment. That's just what it's going to do. And so it's like retraining to focus on those nine amazing things that were said. Absolutely. 100%. I totally agree with you. And it's interesting because also I had, you may have seen it. I don't know. There's, there's so much on Facebook, but as I was rebranding, I was curious to do a little market research and see how the make fuck you money lands with people. Right. Because Mm -hmm. it is a predominantly male use term in uh, VC investment and financing. It's rarely almost if ever used by a woman. I've actually never heard it by used by a woman. I hear more things like freedom fund, time freedom, right? Which is still cool, but it, in my opinion, it doesn't have the same pop, the same pizzazz, the same power punch. And I just, who I am, I wanted a fucking power punch, you know? So I, I, I just kind of wanted to do a little market research. I was really blown away. I got like 120 comments and <laughs> 
I would say again, like 90% of the women were on board and were like, wow, this is really empowering. And like, this is male dominant and women don't use it. And like, I love it. Like I want duffel bags of money and I want money. So, you know, I can leave toxic relationships if I need to like, so there were a lot of women that were on board and really understood the heart of what I was trying to say, but there were also women who were just not about it. And so I kind of had to, I responded to one or two of those comments and then I just kind of, I just stopped responding, you know, again, time and energy conservation, but, you know, honoring that that's where they are in their journey. And they're obviously not my ideal client. So like not needing to have a further conversation around that, but it was really interesting to see. I mean, it was popping off. It was like Saturday, I'm getting my nails done and I'm like, holy shit, you know, my Facebook notifications are scrolling on in. But that's when I knew this is my tagline because that's mm -hmm. polarization, right? You're going to love it or you're going to hate it. And, and it was interesting because some of the comments I received were like, this is aggressive. This is animosity. This sounds like a scornful woman. You know, who are you saying fuck you to? Are you saying fuck you to a person, your husband? I'm like, whoa. <laughs> but it, it, it was it was really fascinating. I needed to take a moment and a breather. I actually stopped looking at the comments. And then I realized this is success. This is actually what success looks like. And that's okay, right? And and that I need to kind of lean into that growing edge of being more comfortable with the uncomfortable, just like you said. And that I'm not for everyone and that's okay. I actually don't want to be for everyone. Can you think about how overwhelming that would yeah. be? Coach, coach 7 billion people in the world. I mean, come on, we can't do that. It's true. It's true. And like, I think clients want to punch me in the face when I really want them to start with those inner beliefs of like trusting that the right people will show up. But that has been revolutionary. And I know I would not be where I am in my business if I hadn't done that work first, because yeah. I know how to hustle. I know how to go make money and grind and do those things. And sure, I could go back to that. But like, I don't want that life anymore. Like, I want to be in a place yeah. of flow and abundance yeah. and trust. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. Well, I'd, I'd assume that they want to punch you in the face, right? Because it's like you're challenging them to go to those places that they haven't nurtured, that isn't their strongest skill set. And it's easy to deflect and go back to, well, I'm really good at executing here and making money here, right? But when you help them address these other things, I'd imagine if their goal is to make more money, that that would happen more seamlessly, right? It's all, again, all that kind of flow, abundant flow state. Yes. Yes. And it's the uncomfortable work that so many of us avoid. And like, yeah. sure. I wanted to punch people on the internet too. When I'm like, oh, let it be easy. Make thousands of dollars per day doing, you know, jack shit, whatever you're doing with your life. But like, <laughs> Now I've become that person that's like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, and I want everyone to be in that place where like, I have plenty of hard days. We all have plenty of hard days. It's not that, but it's in this like totally different energy to trusting and knowing that you can be yourself. You can run a business how you want to run a business, not how some bro marketer has told you, you have to run your business. Yep. Absolutely. Speaking of that, not to derail the direction we were going into, but when you were saying like, not how some bro tells you to run your business, right? Cause there's so many like male consultants, business consultants. 
Harvard Business Review did like a study this past year with COVID and it came out that women are better and more effective, impactful leaders during crises. And they actually dubbed it, like they gave a name for it, which I thought was super cool. They called it the glass cliff, Hmm. which is literally when a company is, I don't know, you know, not doing well, moving towards bankruptcy, what have you. They literally put a woman in charge to get shit handled. And it's called the glass cliff, which I think is amazing because we've all heard about the glass ceiling forever. And I think it's such a cool, powerful narrative shift where we're now talking about the glass cliff and that even in COVID, I don't remember the exact statistic, but so many more women who are forced to be at home or juggle childcare or what have you are now starting their own businesses. Yeah. I love that. And I'm not surprised in many ways, right? Because we are good at handling so many different things and that relational piece too, right? Of like nurturing, calming, like that is in our DNA. 100%. Yeah. I was going to make maybe a bad joke. I was like, we don't need to go to strip clubs and make business deals like a lot of men in finance do, but we can like have a heart to heart Zoom coffee chat and still make bank. It's just different. And in saying that, I no hate to men, but let's be real, the male yeah. financial sector, there's a lot of that, right? And so women can create these profound relationships in so many different avenues. And that is such a such a killer asset to have. Absolutely. So tell everyone where they can find you, what you're up to, how they can find out more about you. Yay, totally. So on all social media platforms, Insta, Twitter, TikTok, and Pinterest, I'm Abundant Woman, but woman is spelled with an XN. So it's W-O-M-X-N because I'm a bisexual woman. So that's just kind of part of my branding and having it more inclusive for, for all different kinds of women. And that's also the URL for my website, The Just Went Live Friday. Yeah. And so I offer kind of four month packages. That's the longest package. But right now what I'm promoting are my two hour deep dives, which are my VIP days. Oh my goodness. So freaking good. This episode and these women's stories. I hope that you have gained as much from this as I have in terms of remembering that perfection is a thing that does not exist. It's an illusion. And so, so many of us are conditioned to act in a certain way or think that we cannot be ourselves. And I'm just here to break that down, bust through that as much as we can, and to remember that the thing that you are often so afraid of, your humanness, is what draws people to you. It allows people to connect with you. I just know that our our places of connection often come from our vulnerabilities and they're scary and they feel unsafe, but they're not. And we can work through them and we can bust through them together. And it gets so, so much easier in supportive communities and supportive containers like coaching, like mastermind groups, places where we can bring our true selves and 
be seen and to know that our fears do not have to be facts. So I hope that these three stories helped you tremendously. I know that it always encourages me and brings me back to my power when I hear other people's struggles and stories and reminders that I'm not alone in my fears, that I get to change the narratives and do the work around that. So thank you to each of them for sharing their wisdom, their tips, their tools with us this week. So join us again next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Set Yourself Free podcast. It is such an honor to be in your ears every single week. Make sure that you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. Will you also do me a quick favor and go leave us a review and rating? This will help more people to easily find this free show. If you'd like to talk about the number one mindset shift that you can make in your unique business to start making more money and impact, I would love nothing more than to help you. So go head on over to my website at setyourselffreellc.com and book a free 30-minute discovery call. I would love to get some fresh eyes on your business and talk about how you can start making more money and an impact right now. So thanks again for being here and cannot wait to see you next week.